a managed pallet services type solution also with pallet trader and betaway pallet services which is you know they're they're one in the same company in many ways um we also can help with that because you probably don't have time to figure out hey should i be using mostly rental or should i be using mostly whitewood should i be using block pallets stringers do i need heat treated and how many and who do i go to so we can actually take care of that for you and be that value-added partner not just marketplace but as actually pallet solutions really Welcome to the Think Freight Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Wardeen. It's my pleasure to have Jesse Taylor from Pallet Trader. He's on deck today. Jesse, welcome to the Think Freight Podcast. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. It's my pleasure. You know, we've been we've talked a little bit on LinkedIn a couple times, and uh, it's it's kind of been uh, it's kind of overdue that we have one of these. Um, you know, you made the jump from Parade over to Pallet Trader pretty recently. How's uh, how's that going? It's going fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I've seen enough corners now of freight and logistics <laughs> to start to see a lot of crossover of problems oh, yeah, that are yeah. in different stages of being solved. You know, trucking is one, pallets are another, there's warehousing. I haven't gotten into that quite yet, but you know, the, maybe that's next. I don't know. We'll Life see. is still young, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. So what I want to do is I kind of want to dive a little bit into, you know, a little bit of your background, how you got into the, you know, beautiful and sexy world of freight and logistics and overall like pallets in general. We'll kind of talk about um, the mo- like the the world of pallets and, and freight and how, how they move because, you know, pallets kind of are everything. They, they kind of are how all freight moves. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of dive into that. So why don't we, why don't we dive into like your background and how you came into this awesome, uh, awesome realm? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I got into the logistics industry, uh, the sexiest thing alive really, um, through originally starting in sales development at Convoy. So I live here okay. in Seattle, Convoy's right in my backyard and I, uh, I got into it just through happenstance, really. I don't think that many people, I won't say nobody, I don't think that many people grow up and they say, I want to be a freight broker. Um, But, you know, you find your way into it. And once I found my way into it, I was immediately very fascinated by it. And so learned a lot there from some very smart, educated, uh, and very experienced industry people. Um, You know, I think that some digital freight companies get a bad rap for not having, you know, feeling a bit more like outsiders. But fortunately there, they were very conscious of, hey, we need to have industry insiders training our people. And so they got some very smart people to train uh, the teams there. And I got the chance to be one of them. So I was really involved in, in starting the sales development program there. I was an, an early, one of the early folks there. Um, then I moved on to kind of more software, but then quickly was fascinated by a new startup called Parade, which was basically taking all of the data that any freight broker has about their carriers, about their loads, and running optimization and automation off of that stuff. So uh, I started at Parade as a sales engineer and moved into sales, and that was a lot of fun. Met some very smart people and interviewed probably thousands of 
full truckload freight brokers during my time there. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, now the new adventure is Pallet Trader, which I'm sure we'll get into here. But uh, it's, oh, yeah. it's a lot of... Uh, it's a lot of learning and figuring out, hey, you know, this is a totally new space, but there happen to be a lot of things that are very similar to trucking there. So it's been really cool so far. Yeah, that that really sounds awesome. You know, the the parallels to to like what Pallet Trader, um, what I assume what Pallet Trader does and kind of, you know, the, the research I've done on them, um, what it really does, it really, you know, is you know, what the, the whole industry, like it encompasses the whole industry, right? Like you can't, can't remove things unless you want to floor load them without pallets. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, lot of, you know, um, intertwines that go into it. So, you know, let's talk, I, I'm fascinated by pallets. So, you know, I had Matt Leffler, he's the armchair attorney. I had him on recently and we talked mm -hmm. a little bit about trailers and, and kind of our fascination kind of with those, because they are the boxes that, you know, hold the goods and have to be used to transport them. There's, there's really no other way. We, we, we haven't put them on drones yet. We haven't figured out, you know, Elon hasn't given us um, his trucks yet to be able to do anything. The cyber truck, it does, you know, I don't know what that can haul. So we're going to have to keep, you know, we're going to have to keep looking at other ways uh, if we want to get away from trailers in general, but no, but seriously, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about pallets. So, you yeah. know, I admittedly don't know enough about pallets, but I am fascinated by them. So, Talk to me a little bit about pallets. Like what um, what the heck are they and why are they so important? Yeah. And so this is this is a, bit, a lot of new information for me, but uh, <laughs> they're obviously important for everything that you state, everything that moves across America. If you're ever explaining to grandma during Thanksgiving what you do, well, one of the first things you probably say if you're in the trucking industry is, well, everything that you own in your house moves on a truck. It got there in a truck. Uh, but if you dive even deeper, everything also was on a pallet on that truck. Oh. So that's like the background noise of the background noise of, yeah. Uh, yeah. of the economy. So, you know, there are a lot of different types of pallets, it turns out. Uh, and most shippers are have not yet thought strategically about sourcing pallets and optimizing on cost because it is it's kind of like trucking was 15, 20 years ago, where you know you've maybe got your one or two local vendors that you go and talk to and you make a couple phone calls and you kind of get the price that they give you and you build those solid personal relationships there too. Right. But if I think that more more and more shippers, more and more manufacturers, transloaders, anybody who buys pallets is starting to think more strategically. How do I minimize costs? How do I make sure that I'm going to the right vendors all of the time to find my pallets um, and ensure quality, tracking claims, all of those things that have not been given much of a paper trail to go and run reporting and data analytics on. And now there is that because Pallets are that backbone. They're everywhere and they're a huge expense, actually, it turns out. And instead of just being a line item expense of, hey, here's how much our rent is and here's how much it, the toilet paper in the bathroom is going to cost us and here's how much we spend on pallets. It's, no, let's get more strategic about this. Um, and so that's kind of where the pallet space is going. There wasn't all that much to it, but maybe there should be. Now, it, you, you know, you touched on some interesting things there. Do you, do you think that shippers... Um, realized how inefficient they were with their pallets because of, you know, the COVID pandemic and all of the, the surge of volumes and them, number one, not having a lot of that freight. But do you think that like 
the, how was the pallet? Like, obviously you weren't there, but I'm sure the pallet supply chain was also, you know, uh, impacted and, and, and um, there probably was a shortage of pallets at some point. What, do you, can you touch on anything about that? Yeah, a little bit. So you're definitely spot on. The pallet industry was very much impacted by that. And it was exasperated when we think about the uh, the the additional factor of, hey, what is what goes into pallet prices and pallet costs? Right. It's lumber prices. And yeah. so if lumber prices are up, which they it's were crazy. The roof. Yeah. So you look at new building construction, new home construction, that's going to impact the lumber costs. So that's going to impact the pallet prices and the availability. Anybody who wanted to buy a pallet, it was like trucking. If you had a pallet for me, I'll pay whatever you want. I need pallets. So it was very much like uh, freight capacity in that sense during COVID. And now it's kind of cooled down and it's really headed in the other direction. Again, much like trucking, I'm sure most of your listeners are feeling that pain right now and trying to work through it um, and figure out how to stay agile and be value added partners. And that's what every pallet vendor is trying to do right now as well, because the prices are much lower right now and we're seeing everybody getting more and more strategic on costs and supply and things like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and, you know, what, what do you see in, in that shipper space of, you know, how are they trying to, I guess, optimize, um, their, their pallet size. So uh, I'll give a little bit of context. So I worked for a shipper for a little while and we, we were very bad at being optimized for pallets. Now this was around 2018. This was right before the pandemic. And mm -hmm. they were like, we were basically buying pallets when we were out of pallets and the trucks were there waiting to be loaded and we couldn't load them because we didn't have pallets. Like it got that bad at certain That's points. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. And like, and it just became like, and this was like a weekly thing where it was just someone wasn't checking pallets or, you know, the yard guys aren't telling us. So it was very interesting to to see that like that switch because they they started to feel that too where it was like you know they could order pallets a week out they'd get here but if they needed pallets in an hour you know they're paying 10 times the premium because not only that they've got to pay a courier to go get you know however many pallets they need so it, it, it isn't it's not you know it's not a long-term solution so how have you seen you know some of these shippers kind of start to optimize and are they you know and you mentioned a little bit earlier there are a lot of different kinds of pallets so is there like a different option than just a standard wood pallet that you know shippers are kind of moving to as those you know traditional wood pallets did get more expensive throughout the pandemic yeah uh heard a lot of interesting stuff there and uh i really liked just hearing that that story of hey you know we we would run into this every week yeah it was awesome. and still like because it it's not that much to order pallets but if you're not paying attention to it it'll just get away from you so yeah. um yeah as far as to answer that first piece of the question that is one area where pallet trader is helping is you can automatically order your pallets there so instead oh, of saying hey i need to make remember to pick up this phone call hey the pile of pallets is getting low I need to make this phone call. It can be, hey, we 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 took stock to see how many pallets we were using and how many we needed. So we'll automatically have a recurring post on Pallet Trader saying, hey, we need 500 pallets a week, and it needs to be 48 by 40 stringer pallets. You can get into all this lingo pallets, man. It's there's a lot of lingo, <laughs> and I'll get to that in the second part of your question. But uh, really, to automate the posting of the needs out there and 
basically you're automating mini RFPs because you're not just going to order, you're putting your needs out there and all the vendors are going there to say, hey, here's my price, here's my price, here's my price on this, right. there are different grades of pallets too. So first of all, there's automatic posting of, uh, of your needs of pallets on there and that can absolutely prevent that headache from happening. Um, the second piece is, are there different kinds of kinds of pallets and what are they? There are so many kinds of pallets. <laughs> it's insane. Um, you know, there Let's are a couple main, for sure, cause we need to know like, yeah. what are these, what are these like pallet? Like what are these, like most people know they're traditional wood pallets. They come in there, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't see them brand new, they're beat to crap. You know, so tell yep. us a little bit more, like what, what, what yeah. kind of pallets are there? Yeah. So there are, I would say that there are two main models for getting pallets there is mm -hmm. there are rental pools and then there's just purchasing pallets to own and maybe there's okay. some others that i'm not so well versed at but those are the two main ones the rental pools are your cheps and your picos if you see a blue or a red pallet out there it's a block pallet so they're a little it's a little bit heftier than when you just think of pallet it's mm -hmm. it's with blocks rather than kind of two by fours i'm probably not doing it justice but you they're they're more heavy duty they can take more weight and you don't buy the pallet you buy uh you you have an annual contract usually with those pallet rental companies okay. um, and there are all sorts of you know ways to optimize that and reduce costs there and that's usually if there's a closed loop you're doing a you're doing business with a certain number of, uh, of participating distributors. Yeah. But then there is what we think of just when we think of pallet. And the first image that comes to your mind is that white, they're called white wood pallets, where it's just a pallet generic. They could be kiln dried. They could be heat treated. If you need to do import export, it has to be right. heat treated to kill any potential organisms, animals, I don't know, in there. Um, and then Bugs also... Yeah, exactly. And then there are there are block pallets, like I mentioned, there are stringers, but then there's weird dimensional ones. There's also plastic pallets, which would fall mm. usually into more of the rental pool. Uh, so, you know, if you have there, there are a couple of providers out there that do rental pool, but it's specifically plastic pallets, which are super durable, they're reusable, uh, they're also really expensive. So okay. there's, there's all sorts of different kinds of pallets. And it takes a lot to figure out how to best optimize for what mix of pallets to do. Sometimes your your end customer requires you to use CHEP pallets, yeah. but for your non-CHEP using customers, you don't necessarily want to send them, send them a CHEP pallet because if you send the CHEP pallet and it's no longer yours, you you have to pay CHEP for that. So um, that is a cost that you may want to get down. So a managed pallet services type solution also with pallet trader and Bedaway pallet services, which is, you know, they're, they're one in the same company in many ways. Mm -hmm. um, we also can help with that because you probably don't have time to figure out, Hey, should I be using mostly rental or should I be using mostly whitewood? Should I be using block pallets, stringers? Do I need heat treated and how many and who do I go to? Right. So we can actually take care of that for you and be that value added partner, not just a marketplace, but as actually, palette solutions really no that's that's really interesting so you know let's let's go into like a little bit about you know the differences in between like the the regular uh the white you said white white palette white wood yeah. white wood palette it's a wood palette that's not painted red or blue <laughs> there basically. we go so yeah. um so let's dive into so what are like the weight do like what can what, what can those palettes um generally hold in terms of like weight and scalability 
Ooh, I don't know the answer to that one. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, so yeah, because there are there are the stringer pallets. When you think mm -hmm. of, they kind of have two by fours, one yeah. in the middle and two on the sides. Those can hold a certain amount. They can okay. be so you can put a forklift on either side. Yeah, so they're all kind of different. But uh, then there are block pallets that can hold a ton. And then there are also different grades of pallet. So right. there are brand new pallets, which are usually the most expensive. Uh, and then on top of that, you can get brand new pallets that are not kiln dried yet. So mm -hmm. that are kind of green. So they're going to be, they're going to have their own issues with them. Um, but then there's recycled pallets, A, B, C, or not C is like A1, A, B, and totally rebuilt recycled pallets. So it, you know, if you're shipping light recycled materials, you don't need grade A brand new pallets. You right. could probably be fine with just grade B used pallets and you could pay a lot less money for it. Um, as far as weights, I don't know those particulars, but there are basically use cases for, for each type and grade. Now, if you're shipping like food grade products or, you know, that's generally chet pallets. Uh, chet pallets would be, well, if you're shipping, shipping food to a... Chep participating distributor. So if you're yeah. shipping to, for example, Walmart, uh, they would need Chep block pallets. They can take a lot. They can take a beating. They can yeah. hold a lot more weight. Uh, it's not necessarily dictated by having to be food grade. Mm -hmm. For that's why you have to go with a with a Chep or a rental pallet. But it's more based on what does your customer ask you to do. If your customer cares which pallet you use, um, that's when you'll have to to go with that one. I only ask because I know I had a lot of yeah. a lot of produce customers in the past that were always, um, always they were always like, "Hey, these are all chet pallets. Like, make sure, mm -hmm. like, make sure, like the the cost, like the end users aware and blah blah blah." Because there was a lot of time stuff was going to Walmart or they were going to other chet participate chet participating, um, yep. you know, pallet users, and they they had to use chet pallets. So they were always mm -hmm. like, make sure that these are chep pallets because there's, but there were times where we would load a certain product and it like a load of garlic and it was supposed to be going to, to Walmart and it was on uh, regular pallets and they would not take the load. And it was coming yep. from, you know, California to, to uh, Orlando. So it's, it's a bit of a problem. So I was just, just curious if that was mm -hmm. like a, something that was more like an, like a food issue or like just, or just like an overall, like that's how, this distributor, this, this, uh, customer, you know, wants to do Yeah. That. Well, if they get all, uh, mixed up, if you get your whitewood pallets mixed up in your Chep pallet pile, but you are, if you're a pallet, uh, participant with Chep, you know, you have to make sure that you're getting those pallets back to them. Yeah. And so then you'll lose, but you'll get a bunch mixed in extra. You might, you know, it makes sense for those large companies to try to get all the pallets to be uniform, all the same, get them together in that one spot. And, Block pallets look nicer and you can put them out on a, a, a retail floor too. Whereas with a stringer pallet, maybe not necessarily. Next time you go to Costco, you'll probably notice that all of the pallets there are block pallets. Mm -hmm. So they're thicker, chunkier, they can take yeah. a lot more weight and they're in good enough condition that, that you can just put them out there on a retail floor. And the can't, same can't always be said about stringer pallets. I don't want to speak in extremes all the time. I think <laughs> that there's plenty of exceptions to those rules. No, just my definitely. disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So, you know, you know, we've touched just a little bit, you know, kind of on mm -hmm. like pallet trader and how, how the marketplace works. Let's dive yeah. a little bit kind of deeper and, and like, tell us, you know, about, you know, kind of deep dive into pallet trader yeah. a little bit, you know, if, if there's some, if there's some people out there that, you know, need pallets or looking for a better marketplace for those, for those pallets, like, 
where can they where can they find Pallet Trader and, and really like how does how does that process work? Yeah, so uh, Pallet Trader really is the uh, brainchild of a guy named John Vaccaro, who is uh, the president and one of the founders, I believe. I'm going to get in trouble for getting the names wrong, but uh, of Betaway Supply Chain Services, and they have a whole supply chain company, very well known and it's over 40 years old. There's real, real good people running that company and they know the industry front to back. And they saw, Hey, there are over a billion pallets out there in the U S economy. How do we go and, uh, innovate in that space and capture some of, you know, you see all these, uh, all these truck freight, freight brokerage and trucking companies doing all of this innovation and disruption and making a killing from it. How yeah. do we, how do we do that with pallets? Cause there's definitely something there. So some really, really smart people over here uh, built this platform to go and enable and really do what an eBay or an Amazon, or maybe some B2B marketplaces like a, a DAT, I might dare say um, have, have basically aggregated demand into one spot. And once you're able to aggregate demand and you can aggregate supply into that one central location, you can get better price uh, price indexing, maybe we'll say. Um, you can make sure that your vendors are all competing and staying honest on, on price. And then also it's backed by um, all of these, uh, all of this expertise from the Betaway side. So you can actually use Betaway Palette manage pallet services if you know if we're in that relationship as well because to your to your point you know hey uh this location has this type of racking system and we move this much freight and then they're in these super sacks and it's raw materials and i need to move x number of them per week what kind of pallet should i use to optimize for safety yeah. for compliance for durability all of those things and and for cost of course so uh, there's kind of a lot to it that we can help you with so it's really that pallet marketplace and also the managed services and kind of everything in between um, because we want to help every single pallet buyer has different needs so um, it's really there's something for everybody there no, that's awesome because you know what I've noticed and what I noticed in my in my time as at a shipper was pallet buying has 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 typically been very fragmented, just like the trucking industry has yep. been. It's been very fragmented into kind of like what you said at the top of the show, where you're gonna call your you're gonna call your guys that you know in the area that you're in and you're gonna say, Hey, I need pallets. And it's gonna be a tedious process. You may call, send a few emails get your quotes and you're going to look and see who's got the best quotes. And then what is in, if you're going to do that, there's some companies that just, Hey, this is who we've gone with for 20 years. This is who we're going to continue to go with, whether they, yep. they know it's a good price for them or not. So I, you know, I think it's really interesting and really awesome how you guys are taking the approach to pallets and, and really trying to, um, you know, create an overall marketplace where everyone can say, Hey, you know, we need pallets. Let's go to, let's go to pallet trader. This is the marketplace kind of like, you know, if, if you're going to post a truck, you think, okay, I'm going to go post it on DAT. I'm going to go post it on truck stop. You know, those are the two biggest names in that space. So, you know, you guys are trying to, to really become that, that pallet leader in the space and be like, Hey, we're going to be that biggest name for, if you need pallets, you're going to pallet trader. I really love that. Exactly. Exactly. You got it right. 
No, Jesse, I really appreciate you guys coming, you coming yeah. on and talking to me about, you know, your background, pallet trader and kind of, you know, teaching us a little bit more about pallets and, and how they uh, function within, you know, within freight. A lot of people, especially, you know, I know freight brokers, especially uh, not picking on you guys, but we don't think about, you know, pallets as much because we are just we're just moving them. Right. We're just sitting here saying, hey, we're picking up 15 pallets, picking up 10 pallets, picking up X, Y, Z pallets. So it just comes down to knowing exactly, you know, how, how these things impact the economy and how they impact our overall good move uh, good movements um jesse i really appreciate you coming on the think freight podcast today um you know where can where can people find you online yeah uh you can find me on linkedin just jesse taylor hopefully if you're in freight the algorithm is smart enough to direct you to mine um also check out pallettrader.com uh and also you can I was going to say check me out on Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know why I was going to say that. So yeah, palatrader.com, Jesse Taylor, linkedin.com slash in slash J dash Taylor. Uh, I post content about palettes sometimes. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Love kind of nerding out about freight in general, but especially palettes these days. So uh, it's been a great chat. Absolutely, man. We'll definitely have to have you back on. Um, you got, if you guys like today's show, go ahead and give it a like. Let Jesse know, uh, you know he's got to come back on the show again. And don't forget to check out our newsletters. They drop on Monday and Wednesday. Thinkfreight.io. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. See ya.